0: One of the most famous questions in the Y Combinator application is kind of the wild card question. And it asks, please tell us about a time that you most successfully hacked some non-computer system to your advantage. So basically looking for people who are creative with their problem solving and hacked in the sense of got to the solution much faster or much cheaper than was originally intended. And I think this answer on the Sourcegraph podcast definitely resonated with that and it happens that joseph runs a company roboflow that actually did go through y combinator so it's a good story you were telling me a story earlier about uh, another bit of trouble that you got into involving uh, the chief economist of the world bank while you're uh, an econ major
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is um i think this is either probably the first time i share this story publicly too oh, awesome um, we're getting
0: scoops on scoops <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh so my first year of of undergraduate um the university i went to george washington is in dc and so they like to uh kind of flaunt that by attracting prominent professors and uh people that were in the area um the world bank actually one of the buildings actually happens to rent from george washington university like gw owns it and they pay they pay rent to the university Um, and the chief economist of the world bank at the time dr kashik basu Uh, was asked to teach a game theory class in conjunction with another professor at GW, uh, Dr. James Foster. And the game theory class, you know, is meant to make headlines because there's like this kind of fantastical exploration of all sorts of like scheming and uh, understanding and things like that. and. Uh, what's funny, actually, I mean, to the point of like the dual personality, like both being a good student, but also like try to f- kind of finding these crevices. I guess Dr. Foster's wife also taught at the university, um, Dr. Irene Foster, and mm-hmm. she and I were like pretty good friends, and like I tutored for her classes, and she actually advised some <laughs> of my like research work. And then here yes. I was in like Dr. James Foster's class, and the way the game theory class was structured was there was two grades for the entire uh, semester of, of programming. Uh, or I shouldn't say probably in that term, of coursework. Mm-hmm. There was the midterm and the final. And uh, at the time of the midterm, we got our grades back, and I realized that the way the midterm was graded, and I actually didn't realize this is how the class was going to be graded in advance, but mm-hmm. the way it was graded was uh, the curve was structured such that the highest score on the midterm was curved to be 100, and then every student was scaled relative to that 100, which you know is it. actually kind of like a common curve that some, some classes will use, and they'll be yeah. um, precise about how big they want the center to be versus, like, the tails yeah. and kurtosis yeah. and that sort of thing. Um, but what this uh, exposed to me is that if the highest score in the class is a zero and everyone gets a zero, then everyone gets scaled to a 100. <laughs> and so in advance of the final, uh, I created this Facebook group, and it was called Game the Game Theory Exam uh and i organized a boycott i said you know if no one takes the game theory exam we all get 100. yeah um and mind you i was like this like pesky freshman and like i wasn't even <laughs> I mean, they weren't even like really allowing undergraduate like young undergraduates into the class it was like a lot of seniors and juniors so i was lucky to right. get a seat right and so i uh stir up this controversy i draw like i'm like i'm like okay everyone to be clear and i want to be on the record about this like um i said this to my peers i was like you should still study for the exam um mm-hmm. Because, you know, this could go wrong and, you know, you should, you should study. And people were like, well, how are you going to verify no one's going to show up to the exam? I was like, oh, here's what we'll do. We'll show up to outside the exam room and there'll be two (laughs) Nash equilibria. Like, you know, the concept that we learn in game theory. Yep. Yep. One is, um, you know, we all stand outside and no one enters the classroom and (laughs) everyone gets zeros and the plan works as as planned. The second Nash equilibria is one person enters the room and then we all enter the room and we take the exam as planned. And so my pitch was like, it's a no risk option to play the game worst case scenario. You take the exam just as you planned. (laughs) Pretty good pitch. Pretty good pitch. So, um, but not good enough pitch. So I like put this out there. And, you know, I, I draw like the payoff matrix. I'm like, like socializing this around and I learned that there's like international students that weren't on Facebook and I go like individually visit them and like try to like lobby (laughs) and like, it's like, I'm whipping votes, um, to try to get people to do this. Yeah. And, um, you know, on the eve of the exam, (laughs) we get an email from, uh, Dr. Foster that's sent to the entirety of the class, but it might as well just said, dear Joseph, but it was addressed dear class. (laughs) <laughs> and it's like something along the lines of, you know, it should be known that if someone were orchestrating a broad scale, uh, like they didn't say the word boycott, but broad scale disruption to the way the exam is meant to be administered. That person yeah. should know that that's ground for explanation, academic misconduct. They would lose wow. their scholarships. Um, uh, because that's like how I was like on my, like a way to even attend this insane yeah. university. And, um, it was meant to be a chilling effect, right? Uh, of like, yeah. are you actually going to play this game or not? Uh, so everyone just immediately like texts me, emails me, posts in the Facebook. <laughs> People are going nuts. They're like, what? What are we going to do? Like, what's going on? I'm like, this is the perfect piece. I couldn't have been served a better platter because I was able to screenshot the email, drop yeah. it in the Facebook group, and say in writing, everyone, you can say it's me. Everyone yeah. can point and say this was Joseph's idea and Joseph's doing, and here's yeah. the screenshot you need to show in the Facebook group to prove yeah. that. And so like, I'll fall on the sword and that's, that's kind of what we'll do. I'm like <laughs> full steam ahead. Yeah. Um, and so we, we show up for the exam the next day. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was a very strange exam day. Cause everyone's like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> shattering. It's yeah. uh, like, Thursday. Um, and at first, you know, like the first like five minutes, actually no one like entered the room, um, but then finally, like someone goes in we're like, ah, okay, it's over. So we all go inside. Um, mm-hmm. and no one was there to administer the exam. The professor wasn't there. And we're like, kind of like, what's, what's going on here? That's and interesting. Then, yeah. And then I remember the TAs like came in from the, like, the back of the classroom, like in this like large lecture hall. And mind you, like, I didn't share this, but like the class was like 70 plus kids. Like this wasn't like organizing yeah, okay. like 20 people. This was like a mass. Yeah. A substantial. Trying to get folks, yeah. And so the, uh, professors come in from the back. And just kind of out of nowhere, like 15 minutes late, administer all the exams. And then we kind of, um, you know, we're taking it as normal and we're doing our thing. The last question on the exam is like hypothetically, a student in your class organizes a boycott of the game theory exam. <laughs> Draw the payoff matrix for like what you should do in this situation. Wow. And then, and then the second question, which I think is absolutely brilliant was what would you do in this situation? Note. The amount of points you get for this question will be equal to the proportion of the class that also selects your answer. So, in other words, like, if, like, 70% of the class says they would boycott, you get 70% of the points for that question. And it's, like, yeah. yeah. Uh, And so, I was, like, man, that's that's next level. Like, he really got me. Uh, (laughs) It's, like, I write, like, this long essay. Like, oh, man. Like, I had some, like, extra time. I was, like, oh, you really got me. That was awesome. Whatever. Yeah. And then I turn in my exam. And then I email Dr. Foster. And I just say, like, well played. Um, and you know, after that, he ended up like, I think he ended up bumping my grade by like a letter. I don't, I don't know. Uh, it was, it was a, a hard fought L if you will, but certainly a, a fun experience. I mean, it sounds like if you hadn't gone into, uh, software, um, and, uh, computers, you, you probably could have had a, a fairly decent career in politics given, given the <laughs> amount of community organizing that went into, uh, that effort you know i don't think building companies is that different um <laughs> trying to convince people that you can do you can take down the giants and build something of of lasting value, lots and lots yeah. of coordination.
0: This clip is from the Sourcegraph podcast, which incidentally I was also on, and it's a really good deep dive into the developers and founders of whoever catches Byang's eye. Biang is the CTO of Sourcegraph, and I just have a lot of respect for him and respect for the company, so highly recommend checking it out and maybe check out my episode with them.